Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Help us to remember that you're the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, and you come and you make us holy. You release us and transform us and Lord, I thank you for your drawing close to your heart. Lord, there's some people here today that feel unworthy. There's some people here that have wrestled with strongholds or addictions or sins. Lord, that have been just pushed down by other people's opinion, by religious ways. Today, I pray for a releasing of that over every heart in Jesus' name. I thank you for the cry of our spirits that create in us a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within us. Holy Spirit, just pour over our hearts and our lives. Release those that would be hiding. They would be standing back. I just see the Spirit of God calling you forward. I see someone standing behind a door, hiding because they, they feel ashamed. They feel like they're not good enough or they feel like they've let God down. But right now I see the Lord gently knocking on the door and saying, just open up and let me in to that area of your life because I want to heal you, restore you. And I see him just drawing us into his beautiful, holy presence. He doesn't push us away, he draws us in. Holy Spirit, just let your love just pour over every heart here right now. I thank you for pouring out your spirit afresh. Lord, on the day of Pentecost, as there's a sound of a rushing mighty wind and your spirit came, Lord, I thank you right now for pouring out your spirit afresh over us. Speak to us through your living word in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said, Amen. Let's take our seats. I just love the spirit of God. And uh, Pentecost Sunday, what better than to remind us of what the Holy Spirit has done and is doing and is going to do. And he's reaching out to people's lives. The theme uh, verse for this year is Ephesians 3, verse 20. I want to read it again. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power <coughs> that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, Forever and ever. Amen. What a beautiful verse. That there's more. The Spirit of God's always more freedom, more of life, more strength, more anointing, more breakthrough. And uh, Steve and Alice Murray were just sharing with me at morning tea time that one of their cousins was really ill and had lupus disease. And they felt to go and pray for her. And four days later, she rang up and says, I am totally healed and free of that disease. And I believe that this God wants to flow through us. He's anointed us to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. And I just believe more of us need to step out and just let that river of life flow out of who we are, overflowing our lives. The Passion Version of this verse. I love the Passion Version of the Bible. It's a newer one that's been written. Very, very powerful. It says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. I love that. He will outdo them all for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. Did you hear that? He does it by his spirit. His 
miraculous power constantly energizes you. I want to encourage your hearts that when, the, when you let the Spirit of God fill you afresh every day, there's an energy, there's a life that goes beyond your natural ability. It will go beyond your natural strength. It will take you beyond your limitations in your mind or what you think you can or can't do. Because the Spirit of God, he's, He was there at creation with, with the Godhead. And the Spirit of God within is energizing us. People look at me and say, how can you be so passionate and energetic every day in life? It's because I've learnt to tap into the... Yes, I've got a, a personality that's outgoing and, and encouraging, <coughs> but it's much more than that because I was really shy when I was young. And I know this is an energy of the Holy Spirit. And I've learnt to tap into that. If I get discouraged or overwhelmed, if I get back in the flow of the Spirit, I pray in the Spirit for a few minutes, I'm reminded of a truth or a promise, energy just starts to burst out from within me. And it can happen for all of us. It's not just me. And many of you have learned to tap into that. And today as we celebrate Pentecost, I want you to be stirred at what the Holy Spirit has done and wants to do in and through us. Don't settle for where you are. Don't settle for your limitations because the Spirit of God within wants to do unbelievable things in and through our lives. But we need to learn to walk with the Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are, do not do what you, whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So here it says, walk by the Spirit and be led by the Spirit. And that, that caused me to ask the question, how can you walk in the Spirit and be led by the Spirit? Thanks for asking. We'll answer that in a moment. Verse 22 and 23 is part of the answer. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is... Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Wow, what a beautiful, beautiful picture. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. When you're in step with what the Holy Spirit's doing in and through your life, your personality, your relationships, your career, whatever it is, when you're in step with the Spirit, there's a flow about your life. There's an extra energy that keeps you going. We get drained by things that try and rob from us. The enemy tries to lie to us and we take on things that we're not meant to in our thinking and our minds. But if we could have our minds renewed every day by the Spirit of God and see ourselves as God sees us, energized, empowered, we would live very different lives. Let me tell you, we really, really would. But we settle for so much less. And I believe God wants to stir our hearts today so that we can live in the Spirit. But if you're going to walk in step with the Spirit, you've got to know what He's saying. You've got to know what His voice is. You've got to know His direction. And I, it got me thinking, how can I know his voice? It's one of the best things as a new Christian is to learn to hear and know how God speaks and leads you. How does he do it? I just wrote down seven quick things here uh, last night as I was preparing. Number one, he, the Holy Spirit will always inspire or quicken the, the Scriptures, the Word of God. The Word of God, it was inspired by the Scriptures. So often he will speak to us through the Word of God. He will always confirm it. 
That's why we encourage you to do devotions, to journal, to read through passages of Scripture, to listen to it on your iPod, whatever you've got to do, get the Word of God in you because the Holy Spirit will bring truth. He will, he will bring revelation. He will lift your, your heart. He will challenge you. How often when you need to forgive something, every time you open the Bible, it's there. You think, I didn't know it. there was that many times in the Bible about forgiveness and unforgiveness, but it's always there. When we need encouragement, every time you open it, it'll be there. You'll hear someone preach. You think, oh no, this is the fifth time this week. God says, well, yeah, I'm trying to get that into your spirit and your heart. So he will speak through his written word. He will also speak through his preached and inspired teaching and preaching. And that's why the Bible says preaching is foolishness to man, but is the power of God to salvation. And as that bishop preached last night at that wedding, I thought, God, that is the power of God for salvation. And some will shake in their head saying, what's going on here? But it's the power of God to salvation. And don't ever back off in sharing the truth of Jesus Christ. Because God wants to use the power of that to transform lives, to lift people's vision. Whether it's one person or a group. Thirdly, if you want to keep in step with the Spirit, you need to learn to listen to the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. We're a spiritual being and when we're born again, the Spirit of God comes in and He starts to speak and communicate to our spirit. And He'll do it in all sorts of different ways. Some of us are very visual, so He'll often give us pictures. Some of us are audible, so we, we hear things. Some of us are analytical and, and so he will, he will give spontaneous thoughts in your brain that are too clever for you to think up. That's when I know it's God. Whenever I've got something going through my head and think, mate, I could never have thought of that. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. And it lines up with the Word of God. And He will speak through other people's lives. He, he will do it in all sorts of ways, but the, you just got to keep the communication lines open. That's why it says, created me a clean heart. Because when you're wrestling with fear or shame or guilt, it's really hard to hear the voice of the Spirit of God. When there's unforgiveness with someone, it's, it just blocks the uh, message coming through. God also speaks to us through revelation. Some of us are very visual, so he'll use prophecies, visions, dreams, insights. He'll also speak through people's stories. That's why testimonies and stories and, and, and sharing the journey together is so, so powerful. It encourages us and inspires us. Also, he does it through God's amazing creation. How often have you walked on the beach or seen a sunset or, or seen a, a beautiful open blue sky and it's like God says, hey, I've got an open sky over your life. It's, it's God's, God's book. Oral Roberts said, if ever I'm a little bit tired from studying or reading or folks, I just go into God's second book, His creation, and that's where I get my inspiration from. I thought, that's a great way to look at it because <laughs> the heavens declare the glory of God. That's why some people feel so at peace as they just walk through the bush or, or sit down the, the beach and God speaks to us in all sorts of ways. And he'll also speak to us through circumstances. How often does God line things up one after another that you cannot ignore that he's speaking to your life? Because he loves us. So he'll do often a combination of those. So if you want to stay in step with the Spirit, learn, listen, and obey. And when you do, there's a great flow. There's an energy. There's a sense of purpose and excitement when you do that led by the Spirit of God. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, Follow God's example, therefore as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love. Walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. 
So here we are walking, stepping, being led. And the Holy Spirit today wants to remind us how beautiful it is to be led by His Spirit. And you know when there's a being led by Spirit, there's a flow, there's an energy, there's things happen, there's breakthroughs happen. And I love just stepping out and letting God flow. I love that He, they're not coincidences, they're God incidences. You know, you, you go to a wedding or a funeral or a party or an event and all of a sudden you meet this person you haven't seen for five years, you start sharing with them and then you find out you're the fifth person this last week that's shared with them about Jesus and you think, wow, God, how awesome is this? You have God incidences happening all the time and God wants to do many more of them. We just got to keep our eyes open and be looking and listening. And a long time ago, God spoke to me, he says, any event you go to where there's going to be people there you don't know, ask the Holy Spirit for the one that I've been working on and you're the next one to share with them. I remember when I was about 20 years old, God spoke to me. I was going to a, I worked at a bank, I was going to a party at this event and I was driving there and the Holy Spirit said, look out for the one I've prepared for you to speak to. I thought, okay. So I went with excitement. Before the night was over, I met this couple. They were backslidden Christians and I knew a bit about their family and we shared with them. Within weeks, they came back and gave their lives to Jesus and are still serving God now. And I remember that and God says, see, every time you go somewhere, there's people you don't know, be ready to, to speak. And so every event I go to now for the last 40-something years, I go with the anticipation that there's someone there that wants to, that's ready to hear or they'll start sharing their story and all of a sudden you can connect with them, you can sow a seed or you can pray a prayer or you can help encourage them on their journey of life. I've done that now subconsciously for over 40 years because I believe that the Spirit of God's going to do just speak through me. And I'm just a normal person. I just learned that a long time before I was a pastor. I just learned that if God's got, if, if He's living in me, then He's going to be flowing through me every day, every time I'm in a place. And sometimes it doesn't seem very obvious, but never do I go to an event where I don't find some point. I go away saying that was the person, that was the group, <coughs> and it's just so easy to be looking. And the Spirit of God's in us and wants to flow through us. Walk in his way of love. Ephesians 5.15, this is a bit of a challenge. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. They were evil 2,000 years ago and they still are today. But the Spirit of God still is way more powerful. Therefore do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery or waste. Your body gets wasted, your finances get wasted and relationships get trashed when you live that way. Filling yourself with that which is not of God, but it says instead be filled with the Spirit. Capital S, the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. There's three very, three, three very clear. <laughs> Got to get my three fingers right. I remember a lovely old preacher I knew a long time ago. And uh, he used to preach passionately. And sadly, when he was young, he worked at a sawmill and he had two fingers missing. So he always had his three-point sermon. I've never forgotten it. When I was a kid, he always had his three-point sermon. <laughs> I 
There's three quick points in this passage about how do you know if you're spirit-filled right now? It's not whether you've been spirit-filled once and you spoke in tongues or prayed for someone they got healed. Are you spirit-filled now? Are you overflowing with the Spirit? Number one, it says you'll be singing songs. There'll be praise. There'll be a song in your heart. When you know you're overflowing with the Spirit, there'll always be a song of something in your soul. The second one, it says, giving thanks always. I can tell how spirit-filled I am or anyone I'm talking to by their attitude of thanksgiving. If they're complaining, whinging, negative, gossiping, if all of that's what I hear coming out of their mouth, I know right at that moment they are not filled with the Spirit of God. They're filled with something else. That's what the Bible clearly says. It says there'll be an overflow of thanksgiving in your life. You might be facing tough times. You address those. You don't ignore them. But there'll be a thanksgiving coming and saying, I've been through a terrible time, but thank God I'm still breathing. Thank God I still got friends. Thank God His promise is there and I believe it's going to turn around. That's thanksgiving in the midst of difficulty and pain. It's being real. But it doesn't stay at a place of negativity. If people are always negative, I know at that point they're not filled with the Spirit. You're saying, that's tough. No, that's what the Word says. It's not me saying it. It's what the Word says. The sign that you're filled with the Spirit is there'll be a song in your heart. You'll be full of thanksgiving. And the third thing is the other challenging one. It says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So how you value, respond, respect and love people is the third sign of how Spirit-filled you are at that moment. It's so clear. The song, the thanksgiving, and how you submit and respect and value one another. Wow. Got really quiet in here all of a sudden. It was going great until we challenged us with the word, eh? That, that challenges me every time I read that passage. But the Holy Spirit's here to help us. He's not there to beat us up. He's there to help us saying, come on, let's... let's rise let's be filled let the river flow because when the flow comes all the other junk just gets washed out of the way there's no place for it it just it gets washed out it says be filled with the spirit this bottle's full of water if i try to put any more liquid in there it's going to spill over when you're full of the spirit there's no place for the other stuff to live but if we're only half full then there's space for other stuff to fill and that's what happens in our souls Oh, God, let that river of life flow. Just want to look at a couple more thoughts here today. What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? Let's look at Jesus. It says Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit without measure. They couldn't measure it. That's a great place to live. There's been a few times in my life that it's just like, it's just overflowing. It often happens on missions trips where you're just really focused and you've got no distractions. And it's just amazing what happens. When I get on a plane to go overseas... Invariably, when I'm on the plane, sometimes I'm half asleep, but God starts to speak to me about what I want to preach on, what's going to happen when I get there, and I'm just busy writing all this stuff down. Every mission trip I go to, it happens. When I go and preach at another church, it nearly always happens on the way. And, and it's not fair because I'm driving, I can't stop and write it down, so I'm saying, Lord, help me. Last year, I was driving to Rockham to preach to a pastor, and he's given me downloads on prophetic words for all the key leaders that were going to be there. And I said, Lord, I'm up to eight. I can't remember them all. I had to stop and write a few down and kept driving, then more came. And I said, why has that happened? Because I just want to be led by the Spirit, and I want God to overflow my heart. And that's not just because I'm a pastor, but I love to be led by the Spirit. 
And God flows through us in all sorts of amazing ways. Jesus, full of the Spirit. Luke 4, 1 says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Uh-oh, sometimes when you're full of the Spirit, you'll be challenged. The devil will challenge you. He will fight you. You'll have to work through your identity. You have to think, well, is this really me or is this God? And you'll be wrestling through that stuff. But he wrestled through it, resisted the enemy, and look what happened in verse 14. Luke 4, 14. 40 days later, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. He was full of the Spirit when he went in. After the testing, it's proven now he's in the power of the Spirit. And that's when the miracles started to break loose. I thought, wow, a lot of us get stuck on the testing phase. Think, oh God, I had a great experience with you. How come this is so tough? We're just going through the testing so you can then come into the power when you know your authority in Jesus. You can pray. You can speak. He will, he will live out of your life and your gifts, whatever it is. And it says that, that news about him spread through the whole countryside. And then we go a few more verses on, Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. This year is the Lord's favour. Every year is the year of the Lord's favour because His Spirit is moving and there's broken people need Jesus Christ. Oh, His Spirit is at work more than ever. And just watching that preacher last night, I said, God, you've got this world. You are going to reach them any way you can. And God's raising up you and I in our workplace, in our neighbourhood to shine the light, to love, to care. As Marilyn was sharing last week about Bayside Care and reaching out, using your gifts to, to help the poor and the needy, to, to love people into the kingdom of God, to demonstrate His grace through our gifts and our hearts. And that's how the Spirit of God works. So Jesus was full of Spirit and then it says the Holy Spirit filled the church. Wow. Jesus was filled. He's the head, now we're the body, so we're filled with the Spirit. And we celebrate Acts 2-4 today on Pentecost Sunday. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. wonder what that looked like. That's, I just try to imagine what it would have been like to be there. And this roar from heaven came, filled the whole house. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that first sep that f separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Hallelujah. Here we see the power of the Spirit come. There was a roar from heaven. It says not long after they spilled out on the street and before long there were thousands of people gathered. I think they heard them speaking in other tongues and speaking their own language and prophesy. But I think the roar of heaven not only touched that that building, it touched the whole city. And people came running, they dropped their tools and said, what's happening down the street? And there's a roar from heaven just interrupted the place. Say, could God do that again? Yes, he does. If he could send a volcano that can spill some ash out and get everyone's attention on an island, he can shake whatever he wants to shake. And the Spirit of God is going to pour out his Spirit more and more, individually and corporately. It says he came upon the, the church 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know and understand that you, the church, are the temple of God 
And the Spirit of God dwells permanently in you, collectively and individually. If anyone destroys <coughs> the temple of God, corrupting it with false doctrine, God will destroy the destroyer. God is holy, sacred, and that is what you are. Wow, we are holy vessels that God's Spirit lives in. Wow, if we saw ourselves that way, we would live very different lives. We would not damage one another because we are wholly valued vessels in God's arm. We would find it very difficult to speak a negative word or a judgmental word or an angry word against anyone else if we really, really believed that that is true. Wow. That's what the word says. But we're human. We still have to wrestle through our stuff and bring our tongue under control. One of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Wow, wow, wow. Holy Spirit's there to help us. You say it's too hard. It is hard in the flesh, but the Spirit of God is greater if we keep our souls filled with the Spirit. Praying in that heavenly language, walking in His grace. Let me tell you, something happens and it shifts the atmosphere around us. It shifts the negativity and the works of the enemy around our home and our neighborhood. Ephesians 2.21 says, In Him the whole building is joined together, and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him you are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. Wow, that's why when we come together to worship in church on Sundays or in a life group or in a prayer group, the Spirit of God's there because He says, I dwell within you. And you have the corporate anointing which is multiplied. That's why it's so powerful to fellowship together. That's why when you're under pressure, the enemy tries to lie to you and say you need to stay away from church because you're not good enough or you're not worthy enough. The very place you need to be with the healing and encouraging anointing is church where the body of Christ flows. And the Holy Spirit anointed leaders. It says in Acts 20, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood. And thirdly, the Holy Spirit dwells in individual believers. Thank God. We are corporately the body of Christ, but we are individually also a dwelling place for the Spirit of God. How refreshing when you have a conversation and someone's just speaking life. It's love, it's hope, it's truth. You go away thinking, that was so, it was like a drink of cool water on a hot day when someone's just loving you, ministering to you, praying with you. It's so refreshing. How beautiful is it when you are the one that God's using to be an answer to someone else's prayer? How beautiful is that? I just love the Spirit of God flowing through us. So lastly, the Holy Spirit indwells believers. John 14, 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. When you're born again, the Spirit of God comes and lives within us. He doesn't come and go, but we sometimes aren't full of the Spirit because we let other stuff, the flesh and other stuff, rule in parts of our souls. doesn't mean the Holy Spirit's left us, but it means that we've got other stuff filling parts of our soul that He needs to fill. And that's the journey. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you? whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not your own property. You hear people say, well, it's my body and I can do what I want with it. No, you can't. It's actually God's. But if you don't acknowledge that, you will mess it up. 
Well, it's my life, I can do whatever I want. Well, that's not actually the truth. It's God's life that He's lent to you. And so what the Bible calls that, when you say, I'm going to do what I want, it's called rebellion against God's plan for your life. Well, that's not a popular message, but it's the truth. And we've all learnt when we do our own thing, you're actually rebelling what God has planned for your life, your body and your future, your destiny. And the quicker we line up and surrender under His ways and surrender our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our future, our whole being to Him, that's when life, that's when His Spirit fills and that's when blessing and overflow happens in your life and boy, you can't keep up with the blessing when God does that in our lives. Holy Spirit, help us to be filled with You. Oh, God, help us. Help us to be overflowing with you. Because if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, what's filling your life? That's a challenging question. I ask myself that when I don't feel that flow happening in my life. I think, wow, what's filling me? Is it self or sin or fear or anger or disappointment or shame or grief or pride or unforgiveness or a thousand other things you can think of? But I want to be filled to overflowing with the Spirit. And that doesn't happen just in an hour and a half service on Sunday. It happens in your daily life because that's a choice and a focus. When the kids are stirring you up and you want to pull their, pull their hair out or your hair out or someone's hair out, you need to stop and say, Holy Spirit, give me grace. Susanna Wesley had 19 kids. And she used to every day she would take some time it was such a chaotic household she would she would stand in the middle of the kitchen she'd put the apron over her head and everyone knew you didn't interrupt mum there because she's praying and she'd be praying out loud for all the kids by name so you can imagine what happened in that household John and Charles Wesley came out of that family and transformed England and much of the world at that time because she realized the power of being filled with the Spirit and bringing God into what would have been a crazy household. <laughs> I think, oh Lord. The Holy Spirit comes to reveal His love. And Mary Lynn shared this verse, Romans 5.5. 5. Such hope in God's promises never disappoints us because God love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Wow, wow, wow. We all run out of human love, but the Holy Spirit's got an endless supply. When you have a great meeting, you just want to go and love someone. You want to go and hug someone. You want to just go and shout someone a meal. You just want to love people because you've got an overflow. It'd be great if we did that every day, wouldn't it? That's the body of Christ. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. 